Oh, hey there. (laughs) Haven't heard from you in a while, and you haven't heard from me. I think it's been, um, let me, let me check the numbers. Uh, oh shoot, I can't check on Anchor, hold on. It has been, I'm looking up how long it's been since my last post. My last post was on January 7th, 2022, and now here we are in the middle towards the end of March. Here we are, here we are. So, (laughs) but mark my words, okay? Just because you don't hear from me doesn't mean I'm not out making moves. In fact, it probably means I'm making more moves. Um, In the words of Cardi B, I've been making money moves. (laughs) In in her inspirational anthem, (laughs) the one that started it all, uh, these expensive, these, (laughs) do I have any shoes that have a red bottom? That's, you know, obviously I don't have, you know, what are they, Louboutins? (laughs) Like I said, I've been making money moves. Um, would I have been able to tell you what Louboutins were two months ago? Probably still yes, but (laughs) can can I afford them still now? No. (laughs) But what am I going to do? Show up to third grade to teach and you know, some red bottoms, you know, it's like, (laughs) listen, nobody hypes you up yet simultaneously destroys your confidence like an eight-year-old child. (laughs) Okay. Because one day, you know, I come into class and (sighs) Hmm. do I, do I go mask off already? Let's just say Okay, so I dyed my hair, and you know, it wasn't like a a Casey Frey, like, I my dye my hair pink tomorrow, <laughs> you know, it was, ju- it was like I got a blonde balayage, which I had been wanting to do for a while, and I was like, you know what, we got that, we got that extra paycheck, you know, because quote unquote, <laughs> dang it, I, I need to be careful about what I say, basically, I've been, I've been, I've been getting a healthy, a healthy paycheck, which, which, you know, to be fair for a teacher, you know, maybe healthy means you're still alive, you know, you're on life support, <laughs> but is that really the healthiest? Um, no, but yeah, uh, 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 um, yeah, so I got... You know, I uh, I found a really good hairstylist, went and got my hair dyed, and let's just say, <laughs> there were certain people, let's be real, they were all men, certain important people in my life who didn't notice, you know, there was more than one of them, so I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to single anybody out there. Like, for example, my sister-in-law like, took a screenshot, or, or, no, gosh, why can't I talk, she showed her husband, my brother Steven, um, shout out Steven, because I know he listens to this podcast, I'm sorry for putting you on blast, but if this is the worst thing I can say about you, you're doing pretty well, and, and Jesse was like, Steven literally, like, 
Like, I'm showing him the before and after pictures, and he does not notice a difference. <laughs> Which, I'm also like, maybe that is a medical issue. But, it, you know, and I'm not saying that Steven does this, but I think one of the themes of today, I would say, is men. And specifically, weaponized incompetence. Now, I don't know if the hair thing is a good example of weaponizing competence, but, you know, I, I've had a fairly new habit of whenever a man does something, I automatically say weaponizing competence, even if it's really not. But it just feels good to me. Also, if you hear crumpling, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into my art bag a little bit. Um, and by art, I mean like bullet journal stuff so not like I don't want to say not actual art because you know all art is art whatever but you know let's I'm not I'm not I'm not the new Picasso I'm not the 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 female or the the feminine form of Picasso is Picasso (laughs) I'm the new Picasso um yeah I took Spanish for three years in high school could you tell I'm basically fluent No, but in all reality, whenever I try to speak Spanish with my um, native Spanish speakers in my class, they just laugh at me. And you know what? Here's the thing. I think it's hilarious because because I'm tired of teaching simply being, like, viewed as transactional. Like, I'm the teacher, I have all the knowledge, and I'm giving all the students the knowledge. When in reality, it's like, no, we're all coming together. And granted, you know, I went to school, I have had many more years on this earth to to learn these things and I went to elementary school and middle school and high school and college but like you know I have things to teach my students but they also have things to teach me like in reality like if we were doing a Spanish competition half of my students would like kick my butt you know um but that I I'm I'm just I'm multitasking, I'm drawing while I'm also talking, you know, to really just, like, let my creative juices flow. Um, I've also come to the conclusion that, no, I haven't run this by my therapist, because I'm afraid that he's gonna, that he's gonna roast me for (laughs) self-diagnosing. Even though he wouldn't do that. I love him. I don't want to say the name of my therapist, because I, I want to, to maintain privacy for him, I guess. (laughs) Which... I guess I don't have any legal legal obligations to do that. But I you know, just let me have this one thing. Just let me have my therapist's name, okay? Love him. Um uh uh I'm I I I I highly suspect and a lot of people in my life that have known me for a long time also highly suspect slash are surprised that I haven't come to this conclusion sooner that I have ADHD. And I know I've talked about that before, but I I finally am kind of just like, oh, well, you know what? It is what it is. And so I'm trying to like, you know, maybe I do have to color in a coloring book while I watch an episode of my show. But does that mean that I'm, you know, just another Gen Z that cannot focus on something for more than five minutes? Maybe. Maybe. But maybe it's Maybelline. (laughs) You know? Why can't it be both? Anyway. I guess... What I'm trying to say... 
is I understand, I'm kind of now starting to understand why teachers don't maybe date as much as the average person. And one, I think the most obvious reason is because they're like too busy and like, I mean, time wise, you know, physically busy, but also just like the emotional labor (laughs) that the toll, teaching takes a toll on you. Okay. And listen, I'm not trying to like sound like a martyr here because I'm happy to provide that emotional labor. Um, and I realize that teaching is also not the only career that has emotional labor that you need to give, but you know, you only have so much to pass around sometimes. And I know that that one Barbie movie, the Island princess says that love isn't like a bowl of sugar where like you pass it around and there's not enough for everybody. But love is different than emotional labor. (laughs) That's the the thesis statement of my past couple of months. Love is not equivalent to emotional labor. (laughs) I don't even know what that means fully, but it makes sense. You know, weaponized incompetence, emotional labor... These are just the buzzwords, the buzzwords of the past couple of months. Um, so I think that's why teachers don't date. A, because there's no time and or energy. But B, oh, I never even got back to the hair thing. Uh, well, this is a perfect tie-in. B, for example, I walk in to school the first day after I got my hair dyed, and immediately all, all my students, like, gasp. They're like, oh my gosh, Miss Miss Emily, like you dyed your hair like it looks so pretty like it's blonde and then one of my students goes like did did you feel like you needed to change how you looked to impress people and I was like what (laughs) someone someone's been watching too much Daniel Tiger or something this kid's too emotionally intelligent um and I was like no I just wanted to do it um but then at the same time at the same time kids can just simultaneously absolutely destroy your self-esteem and I'm trying to think of an example I mean honestly (laughs) I feel like it's self-esteem destroying enough to spend hours upon hours planning implementing reviewing you know teaching a certain concept and then like half of your students still failing the test I think that's kind of a blow to my self-esteem. Because listen, A, I'm not a college professor, okay? I actually want all my students to succeed. Like, that's that's what I don't get. It's like, some teachers are legitimately like, if everybody passes the test, then like, you know, like, the, the curve has to be so that not everybody passes. That's just like what life is. But I'm like, I would be elated if all of my students passed a test. Because, you know... Like I said, teaching isn't purely transactional. Like, if a, if students all pass a test, that doesn't just mean that, like, I taught it well. It also means that maybe, like, they understand the concept more, or they were working hard, you know. But I would rather have all of my students pass a test than, like, set a curve so that, like, some students are always guaranteed failure. That doesn't make any sense. Like, here's the thing. I honestly how like college some things college professors do like 
it's obvious that they don't act like they put their profession or like their um subject their interest over like actually teaching well and that's my 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 pet peeve with college professors is that if you're a professor like you know you're probably most professors they're doing like a a thesis or like some sort of project you know they're doing other things but like to the average college student the professor is just like your teacher but like so many professors don't know how to teach it it's honestly like mind-boggling like like yes we get it you're a genius in biology but if you have a bunch, a room of college students sit for an hour and a half just taking notes on slides, it doesn't matter how good you are at biology. <laughs> like, I don't really care. You know? And it's like, why don't professors have to take, like, education classes to learn how to actually teach things in A, an engaging way, B, an effective way? I guess those are the two main things. Like, you, you're, more than half of your class shouldn't be failing. If they are, like, you are, you as the teacher are doing something wrong. Or, well, that's not always true. But I think in a college environment it is, right? Because in elementary school I think it's a little different. And maybe it's not. And I'm just making excuses. But, I don't know, that just pisses me off that, like, some college professors, even, even... Some of my education professors, which I'm like, this is ironic because all you do is talk to us about pacing and yet every lesson we go 20 minutes over, you know, like where, where's the application of the theory, you know, um, anyway, we're shifting gears a little, we're we're in the same car, we're just shifting the gear, right? No, I'm not a car girl, but pick me, Chad. Here... (laughs) I'm just... I don't know. I don't... I've been watching a lot of Criminal Minds lately. And if there's one thing that Criminal Minds has taught me, it's to simply never be a woman. (laughs) Don't exist as a woman. You know, because women get preyed upon in their own houses out and about in their cars while they're walking down the street you know while they're doing their job you know it's everywhere it's everywhere and granted not all of the unsubs in criminal minds are men but most of them are okay but there's one that sticks out to me as um so this was a woman serial killer but here's the here's the am I really gonna justify a a woman serial killer maybe so (laughs) disclaimer I don't think it's okay to murder people okay I'm just talking about it in the context of criminal minds you know because you have these like male unsubs that like you know some of them you genuinely feel bad for they have they have a lot of trauma they're having some some really serious, like, psychotic episodes, mental health issues, you know, and it's like, I have empathies for those people, but then again, I also have empathy for, like, the people that were their victims, you know? It's not, it's not an excuse, but it's an, it's an explanation. But then you have those classic 
male unsubs that are just like <sighs> I want to keep I want to keep this PG PG13. I guess you just have those male unsubs that are sadists and they just like want to watch people suffer and like be the cause of their suffering. And like, you know, call it call it mental illness, you know, call it genetic predisposition, but I just simply don't have any sympathy for them. I don't know. But the one female unsub that I can remember legitimately, like, that's a good reason. <laughs> uh, I hate myself for saying this because, like, no, I'm not going to go out and murder a bunch of men, okay? But her reason, so she posed as a, um, in an attempt to keep this podcast PG-13, she she posed as a um a woman of the night. <laughs> I sound like every boomer ever. You know, if you've seen Les Mis, she you could say that she's a lovely lady. You know, you know what I mean? If you know, you know, theater kids know. Um and she would get set up with really um rich men and poison them. But only if she found out that they were, like, mistreating their wives and kids and, like, being irresponsible and things like that. And it's like, no, I don't think they deserve to be murdered. That's too far. But it's also like, you know, at least, at least you're not, gosh, I'm, I'm really not trying to justify murder. At least you're not just picking some, some random innocent person off the street to murder, you know, that's just going about their day. You're systematically choosing these, like, billionaire CEO men that, like, can't be bothered to pay child support, you know? Like, somebody add that up quickly for me. It's not making sense. Um, do I think that she was in the right? No. I think her, her, how do I say this? Her reasoning was right. Her execution, no pun intended, was not right. (laughs) oh it feels good to be podcasting again you know just it feels like it sometimes podcasting just feels like I'm holding a mirror up to myself and it's letting me say things that like like I wouldn't think through in my mind you know there's something to be said about saying something out loud or writing it on a piece of paper Versus just thinking about it. And that that's why I think therapy is so great. Speaking of which, I, I know I already mentioned this, but I did get a, a new therapist. And so far, it's it's been great. Um, shout out. <laughs> um, I, it's been, it, it's, like I said, I've been making money moves. There's been a lot of good things happening, but it's also been kind of an emotionally trying time for me. For a couple of reasons. Um, I'm okay, I'm looking through my notes to make sure I'm saying everything that I want to say. Um, men either disgust me or they've disgust me. I think I already said that on an episode. I don't care, okay? It's a quotable. And honestly, Nicki Minaj has 24 hours to respond because. <laughs> 
Speaking of which, this is very random, very random. But like a long time ago, I came up with a Nicki Minaj remix for the song Imagine by Doja Cat because allegedly like Nicki Minaj was supposed to be featured and then it ended up not happening. So I'm going to just like insert that clip right now. You know, it's like that guy on TikTok that does like, if Nicki Minaj had a verse on Baby Shark, but this is for Imagine, so I'll insert it now. Okay, this is me recording at 2.17 a.m. after um, (laughs) formulating a Nicki Minaj-esque rap remix for the song Imagine. This is how I, (laughs) no pun intended, this is how I imagine the remix would sound like. Okay, setting up. Here we go. Hey yo, imagine so much money got it overseas. I get a raise when he says that he's over me. Put a coat on when my wrist is just about to freeze. Success is a closed door, good thing I got the key. Yo, these boys, my sons, and Doja is my daughter. The only house my girls go to is when they go to slaughter. Y'all think I'm hot now, just you wait, I'm getting hotter. Uh, new moon on planet her, yeah, you know I bought her. Now close your eyes and just imagine. And when I say imagine, I ain't talking dragons. Culture vulture, call me Miss Nikita Dragon. These boys get into cocky, someone need to drag them. Young money. Imagine. <laughs> That's it. So yeah, I recorded that at like 2 a.m. I'm, I'm proud of it, you know? Like bars. <laughs> I'm not an alcoholic, but I do have bars. <laughs> oh no. Not the snort. Okay. Um next. Next. <laughs> I wrote this a couple of months ago. Don't make excuses for men. Force them to have to explain themselves and watch them unravel. Now, if you were to take one thing away from this whole episode, I think it would be that. Um, listen, call me Elastigirl, but I, I'm a really flexible and forgiving when people I don't know I guess when they make excuses that are honestly kind of BS sometimes um and I'm just talking about people in general nobody in particular um (laughs) but listen at the end of the day we we can't we can't all be a Pixar mom (laughs) now not me y'all be easy but (laughs) we can't all be incredibly thick okay but some of us are incredibly mentally thick you know as they say in like british culture like crab and goyle how thick can you get you know and then her and then and then just randomly thinking of honestly one of the best and most relatable quotes of all time in the harry potter series is when hermione's like Ron, just because you have the emotional range of a teaspoon doesn't mean we all have. 
So good. Um, stop making excuses and start making history. <laughs> At, there comes a point when you just have to say, enough is enough. I deserve better. You know, whether it's, it's, a, it, it, it's, it doesn't matter who it is that's doing this, that's constantly dropping the ball. And I, you know what? The, the main theme for me has been people constantly dropping the ball. Actually, no, they're not even dropping the ball. They're taking the ball and purposely throwing it into the depths of hell. It is underground. We are we are reaching the core of the earth. Like, I don't know. Just... <laughs> if you know, you know. If you feel how I'm feeling. If you feel how I'm feeling, send in a listener message. I want to hear from you, you know? I want to hear from... My listeners. Um, And listen, I know that I have not been very consistent, obviously, because this is my first episode in like two months. But how hard is it also to just like listen to somebody's podcast to support them? On a, you know, on a completely different wavelength. Um, I think it's really interesting when a friend of yours, you express that you're passionate about something and they couldn't be bothered to support you in it I just think it's so funny um you know and in and in the words of and in the words and in the words of friend of the show co-star some might even say Chelsea she says she says I'm sorry I don't care if your friend plays an out-of-tune violin or, like, yodels or something. You gotta give them the time and support. It's so true. Like, if you were my friend and you're like, I want you to come to this yodeling convention with me, I would be like, yodeling, 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 you know? I would would immediately start warming up. And, like, why, why is that energy not reciprocated? On a regular basis. Like. (sighs) I don't know. It sounds like some of you have never divided fractions. Because y'all are forgetting what a reciprocal is. (laughs) Okay. Like you... Would you like to be, like, emotionally spoon-fed the rest of your life? Or do you want to be, like, engaged in your... I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I'm just... I'm just... I'm just... I am just putting vibrations out into the air. Trying to make sense of my life. Because I think that there comes a time in every woman's life, young or old, straight or gay, I don't know, you know, all flavors, (laughs) there comes a time in every woman's life where 
they say enough is enough. Um, <sighs> enough is enough. I am going to stop bending over backwards for men who won't even like get up off the couch for me. You know, and some of us realize it sooner, sooner or later than others. And yes, I do. I do want to make it a point that I'm talking about men and not just people in general. You know what I mean? Like, I honestly think. Like Beyonce did say who runs the world girls, but I honestly think that the backbone of our society is emotionally unavailable men. And that is why our society's back is breaking before our very eyes. Also, um, you know, speaking of society, it's really interesting. Like, can somebody please explain to me how we need to put a stop to Putin and his evil ways and stop depending on him for oil? And yet, when we stop depending on Russia for oil, all of a sudden it's Biden's fault that gas prices are going up. Somebody explain to me quickly how, like, you can have both of those things. Like, you can't be like, oh, we need to cut off oil supply from Russia and then complain when we do so and there are consequences. Like, yes, it sucks that gas prices are going up. But, like, I would gladly pay. Okay, not gladly, but (laughs) I would, you know, willingly pay extra at the pump if it means that we are supporting Ukraine, you know? Anyway, that's, I just had to get that, that off my chest too. Speaking of emotionally unavailable men, Putin. <laughs> um, let's just take a moment. Let's just take a moment of silence for, honestly, I kind of want, I never thought that I would, I would want a man to be the mascot of, our, of this podcast, but President Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, honestly deserves the role because he's kind of everything we want to embody you know puts themselves out on the line for things they care about well-rounded you know he was on ukrainian dancing with the stars and in the same breath ran for president and won you know he is truly (laughs) Zelensky's a sigma male putin is a ligma male got him Anyway, what was I saying? Emotionally unavailable men, I believe, radicalize women more than feminism does. (laughs) (laughs) Bruh moment. (laughs) And again, I'm not... I'm not talking about anybody in particular, okay? I'm just... There, it's it's a pattern. It's a pattern. The pattern is the pattern. If you've ever seen the show um, Maniac on Netflix, the pattern is the pattern. And all is my life a quilt because all I'm seeing are patterns, and I don't like any of them. <laughs> when is it my turn? When is it my turn? 
Um, it's like that song from Encanto. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That one song. That one song. Uh, let me pull. Let me. Let me. Let me pull it up. Encanto songs. Um, waiting on a miracle. And something tells me that if I'm waiting for men, it's going to take a long time. Obligatory, not all men. Okay, listen. I... Only a Sith deals in absolutes. <laughs> um, hold on. One, my roommate texted me asking me to turn the oven up to 325, and I'm going to text my other roommate who's out in the living room to do it. Turning the oven up to 325, because I cannot be bothered to get up. Listen, you know, let me, take a, let me take a moment to list some of the men in my life that I do appreciate, okay? We've already been through President Zelensky, um, my brothers, my dad. My best guy friends, you know who you are. Um, <laughs> or maybe you think you know who you are. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I Listen, I feel like if you don't know me in real life and you're listening to this podcast, you probably think I'm really petty. And maybe so. You know, like, you, you remember that one where it's like, P-E to the T-T-Y, P-E to the T-T. Okay. I just proved in five seconds that listen i do have rhythm okay i was just i was just freestyling i'm not petty okay i'm self-reflective and i have not gotten what i want so much that i know that i simply cannot do it anymore that sounds that's that's not what i wanted to say I have a lot of great things in my life and I'm not willing to sacrifice those things for somebody who wouldn't sacrifice them for me. Interesting. And that's in all capacities, relationships in all capacities. Um, so excuse me for having to like get out my emotions in like a sarcastic yet entertaining way, hopefully. I just think, like, Machine Gun Kelly exists. That's not fair. (laughs) Why does he get to exist? You know? Like, I'm in love with an emo girl. Why does Machine Gun Kelly get to exist? Why does he get to thrive? And I get to survive. Oh, okay. So, every man in my life leaves me. I feel like I've already said that. I've like it's been so long. I can't remember what I have said or haven't said in a podcast. Because like my 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 brain is just like on an on an endless meme loop. I'm like meme meme meme. Free Shavakadu meme. That was a really cringe example of a meme. It's like meme. Meme, meme, meme. 
Meme. Keemstar, shut up. Meme. Meme, meme, meme. Clap if you think she should suffer. Meme, meme, you know? I think it just... It, it remains to be said. Yes, my psychiatrist left me. Yes, I guess that's really the only man. <laughs> if a loving you is wrong, I don't ever want to be right. I might turn left because these men are never right. <laughs> Listen. <sighs> Just hold on, we're going home. That one song where Drake says, Girl, you said you, you're you lesbian, me too. Um. Has anybody checked on Drake lately? Not that I really care. Honestly, he's probably really depressed right now because Millie Bobby Brown just turned 18. <laughs> he's like, nah, man. She's not my type anymore. She's not a child. Doesn't exist in my mind. I'm sorry. That's not... It's... You're going to look at me and you're going to tell me that I'm wrong. I'm just saying. The man, the man has a track record and it's not looking good. Um, any man who announces, like, listen, when I say that I want men to do better, I don't mean that they should go up in front of, like, the whole world at an award show and, like, awkwardly claim their love for Rihanna. Because it's like, all of us would do that if we were in that position. <laughs> also, shout out to Rihanna for being pregnant. For being pregnant. I hope she delivers the baby ASAP. Hee <laughs> hee, get it? Because, okay. Plot twist, the father is actually Drake. <laughs> Remember that conspiracy theory when, you know that song where he's like, she said, do you love me? I tell her only partly. I only love my bed and my mom. I'm sorry. And people were like, oh my gosh. Dr what if Drake named his son my bed? And so he's saying that he only loves his son and his mom. Did you ever think about that? <laughs> Conspiracy theory. We accept the love we think we deserve. <laughs> Listen, we accept the love we think we deserve. And that's why I take what my third graders say to me personally and... Did I maybe cry in front of my class the other day? Maybe. Maybe. Was it maybe because of something that some of them said? Maybe. And how they were saying that they wish that they weren't in this class? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but it's also like, how am I going to let... I, we accept the love we think we deserve. But, again, that's why I say they lift your, your self-esteem up. They drag it back down. And it's okay, because at the end of the day, they're eight-year-old kids, and I'm a 22-year-old adult. My prefrontal cortex is almost developed fully. So exciting. Also means that if I have schizophrenia, it's probably going to set in soon, but not that I think I have it, I'm just saying, like, 
most people who have schizophrenia don't manifest the symptoms in, until they're like 20s. So, you know. Anyway, yeah, I think I have ADHD. And I think, honestly, I honestly, if my doctor, like, asks for evidence, I'm just gonna tell them to listen to my podcast. <laughs> okay, well, okay, yep, let's go through the self-diagnosis journey. I'm done talking about men. And listen, if you're listening to this podcast, and I'm still in contact with you in any form, uh, that's not true. <laughs> if you are listening to this podcast, and I, I, f- <laughs> I frick with you, you have nothing to worry about. I'm not talking about you. Okay? You know who you are. Okay? It's just, it's just, break the cycle. The reason they call it a revolution is because it starts and ends at the same point. So how far did we really get? (laughs) Gosh dang it. Okay. So let's look up symptoms of ADHD. And let me tell you if I have them. ADHD in adults. Okay. Because here's the thing. You know, I, along with so many other people, my idea of somebody with ADHD is, you know, the little boy usually is like the archetype or stereotype, whatever. Bouncing off the walls, can't focus, impulsive. And that certainly is one way of manifesting ADHD. But especially in adults, it's different. Um, let's see. Let's dive into the symptoms. Problems with organization. Adults with ADHD usually have chaotic lives due to their difficulties organizing and handling their responsibilities. A lot of the time, aspects of everyday life, such as work, bills, and household tasks, they didn't use an Oxford comma, but it's fine, feel like an overwhelming juggling act. This is usually reflected in a messy home or cluttered work desk. I think every day for the past two years, I have said, one day I'm going to organize my desk. And literally, it would probably take me about 10 minutes. But, like, the the amount of brain, like, I cannot, I simply cannot overcome. Okay, this next symptom, I have been experiencing a lot more in the past year. Forgetfulness. Due to struggles with t- disorganization, adults with ADHD are also very forgetful. Constantly misplacing items like keys, wallet, or phone, and forgetting appointments or arrangements is a regular occurrence. I have lost my debit card no less than about five times this year. I lost it, had to cancel it, and order a new one. That's embarrassing. Are you not embarrassed? Um, poor time management. I don't necessarily identify with this one. I think I have pretty good time management. Or honestly, maybe just like 12-year-old me had good time management and I'm just, you know, projecting my 12-year-old self onto me and I actually don't have that good time management. Hyperfocus. Although ADHD causes inattention towards boring tasks, it can actually also cause individuals to become overly engrossed in tasks they find interesting, which is known as hyperfocus. Some adults with ADHD have such a strong hyperfocus that they can forget what is going on around them or lose track of time. If I am, like, deep into something, it is physically painful for me when I get interrupted for any reason. Whether it's, like, my own interruption. Like, 
there have been days when I like don't pee until the end of the day even though I have to go so bad because I don't want to like stop what I'm doing to pee interesting um hyperactivity presents itself in in feelings of restlessness which can cause repetitive fidgeting I think my family can attest to how many times they've told me to stop shaking my leg at church because it's shaking the whole pew or stop tapping interesting um extreme energeticness and non-stop talking see that's not all the time but again it's a spectrum okay impulsivity i don't think i'm impulsive they may overindulge in activities like shopping or oh no or eating doordash doordash there's a there's a special place for you in hell because the amount of money that i have spent and listen it's hard because i have nobody to blame but myself but okay um act recklessly or inappropriately interrupt conversations i i i do think that on occasion i do tend to inappropriately interrupt conversations i'm sorry i'm trying to be better um lack of emotional control uh well i am highly sensitive but okay and that's the thing it's like i don't listen i know that it's irresponsible for me to just be like oh i'm gonna read a list and i have and i do a lot of those things therefore i have clinical issues it's ADHD isn't necessarily an issue. It's just a different way of living life. I have clinical ADHD. But I'm just saying that reading about symptoms helped me get the help that I need for my other mental health issues. So I'm just saying. Just saying. Um, um, there was this There was this test that I took. Should I take the test right now? Guys, take the ADHD test with me. Okay, easy online test for ADHD. Okay, this is on helloahead.com. Get started. I swear if they make me pay for my results. Are you 18 or older? Yes. Nope, I'm not creating an account. Oops. (laughs) I just... Oh my gosh. Okay, so ADHD... Do I have ADHD quiz? And again, I want to reiterate. I know, I acknowledge that these quizzes always say, like, you know, this is just an informal assessment. You need to consult your doctor or whatever. You know, before. Okay, Haywise. Do you think you've got ADHD? But is this a reliable? Oh my gosh. Online ADHD... Okay. No, I don't like this one. Okay. I'm trying to... Okay. Assess your ADHD symptoms. This website interface looks good, so it must be reliable. Where are you at in your treatment journey? I think I may have ADHD. Okay. One of four. Take a look at the list below and mark any symptoms you've experienced regularly over the past six months. If it's if it's happening, mark it. If it's not, do a little dance. Do a little dancey dance. Okay, carelessness. Overlook or miss details. Submit inaccurate work. I don't do that at work. 
overlook or miss details? Uh, I don't, I don't think I really do that in any, so they have homework and social are like the three things you can check off. Trouble staying focused, absolutely social, and at home. At work, I feel like there's something to be said about being in a different environment that like forces you to focus more. Poor listening, do you become distracted during conversations? Absolutely. Social, work, and home. Easily sidetracked. Do you start tasks, then lose focus? Oh my gosh. Setting up my classroom, I literally, like, it's literally just, I'm doing a task, and then I see something that's like, oh, I need to do this, and I start doing that, and then that triggers, oh, wait, I need to be doing this. It's it's just, it's just me simply trying to like catch up with everything that I need to do and not getting anything actually done um home yeah social I don't really know what that would look like in a social setting difficulty organizing work um yes at work are you disorganized and messy um I I don't know I mean my desk is always cluttered, but I don't know if that's enough to, like... Okay. Avoid lengthy mental tasks. Do you avoid paperwork or reviewing lengthy reports? Absolutely. Like, right now, I am putting off doing the final task in my, like, teaching credential test that's, like, due in a week and a half. I, I literally, like, cannot bring myself to even, like, read the instructions, but we're gonna have to get there eventually, I guess. Losing everyday items? Yes. Easily distracted. Does your mind frequently wander? Yes. I would say, especially in social situations, like, again, I live in the tangent. I live in the tangent. I can't talk about one thing for more than, like, two minutes. Forgetfulness. Do you forget to return calls? Yes. Keep appointments? No, because I usually put them in a reminder. Or pay bills on time? Yes. But I've gotten better at it at work, I think. Okay, fidgeting. Do you tap your hands, feet, or squirm in your seat? Yes. Can't stay seated even when you're expected to. Yes at work. Uh, feeling restless. Are you often on edge? Yes. But, see, is that just anxiety? You know, that's the thing. I know that, like, the comorbidity of ADHD and, like, anxiety and depression is really high, so I don't know. That's why I need to consult a doctor instead of... Instead, I'm consulting my listeners. Who do I trust more? <laughs> Difficulty with quiet activities, like sitting through presentations or movies. Honestly, yeah. And I, I think it would be, like, I could say no, because, like, well, yeah, I watch uh, movies. But, like, when's the last time I watched a movie and ha- haven't been doing something else? Like, my, my big thing right now is, like, coloring. I couldn't tell you when. Could not tell you when. Same thing at work. I have to be doodling during a a meeting. Always on the go. Uncomfortable being still for extended periods of time. Yeah. Okay. Talking excessively. (laughs) Uh, Not at work. I feel like I probably don't talk enough at work. But that's just because I'm like, you know. I'm a first year teacher surrounded by by veterans. Like, I'll let them do the talking. (laughs) Um, at home, yeah. 
and I, I feel bad about it, but it, it's like, I'm, I'm trying to work on it. Interrupting others. Yes. I'm, I, again, I'm working on it. Um, has trouble waiting in line. I actually have been noticing this more recently. Like if something has a line, I'll just be like, well, I don't need it. And I'll just leave. Oop. <laughs> Intrusiveness. Do you butt into conversations or activities? Yeah. Sometimes. Virtual high five. Okay. Um, check out your results. How do I do that? Um, what? I'm so confused. There were uh, seeing how as how you may or may not have ADHD. We're just trying to keep you entertained. Okay, now check out your results. Download a PDF. Okay. Okay. Oh. Oh, interesting. This doesn't tell you. Like the website doesn't tell you whether they think you have it or not, but they give you like basically the list that you just filled out so you can like bring it to your doctor to talk about. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like though honestly a lot of my symptoms can be explained by like probably anxiety and depression, but it's also like it can my anxiety and depression be explained by ADHD? I don't know. Anyway, thanks for going through that journey with me. And maybe if you did the checklist along with me, we can um, set a goal to talk to our doctors or therapists about it. Because, I don't know. I think... You know? Anyway, um, again, I don't hate men. I don't hate you. If you're, if you're listening, I don't hate you. Guaranteed. I probably love you. And you're probably one of my favorite people in my life. Um, if I know you in real life. If I don't know you in real life, you probably would be one of my favorite people if I did know you. You know? And um, for all the trash I was talking, if you're listening, it's not you. It's not about you. I guarantee. Okay? Um, y'all are the real ones. And... Uh, you know, I'm just glad to be back and back back at it. So uh, thanks for listening to the Lonely Fans Podcast, where the only thing you'll want to pay is attention. <laughs>